Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. I'm Pastor Ray Brandon, bringing daily encouragement to the church. We're working our way through the Gospel Project as a church together, and today we are in Unit 21, Session 3 of the Gospel Project, reading from John chapter 3, verses 3 through 8, a critical passage um, in our study this week of John chapter 3. For a moment, I want to reflect on this weekend's message by Pastor Glenn Blossom. Uh, Pastor Glenn is a a veteran pastor who has pastored in Michigan and in various places um, uh, around the United States, uh, mostly concentrated on the East Coast. He is retired um, and just has a a wealth of experience and a broad um, and expansive uh, knowledge of God's Word. And so I'm so thankful uh, that when we have the opportunity to have men like him who know God's Word and um, have experienced the rough and tumble of life and ministry to be able to listen to um, to him, that is an incredible, um, incredible opportunity. So thank you, um, Pastor Glenn, for uh, delivering that message uh, to us. Um, I just want to reflect on 1 Kings chapter 19 that he led us to. It's the prophet Elijah who is, um, as he has, as Pastor Glenn talked about, the prophet of Elijah appears in many different places in, in Scripture and uh, has a rather fascinating presence in the pages of Scripture, somewhat mysterious at, at certain times. Why is this individual so important? And he is an important figure in, um, in the, the Bible. And uh, um, he, uh, he here has this victory... Um, this victory as the the prophet over the prophets of Baal. So God has provided, and he has seen God do incredible things, um, but he fears for his life after God brings victory. And in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 4, it says he went uh, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and he came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and he slept under a broom tree, and behold, an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on a hot stone and a jar of water, and he ate and drank and lie down again. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and he ate and he drank and went in strength of the food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. Now, first, I want you to notice um, not just his weariness, that that is important in this passage, but notice uh, God's compassion and provision for Elijah the prophet. Um, He is discouraged. He is running for his life. He is out in the wilderness. And what God does is sends his angel to care for um, his prophet. And he recognizes that the journey ahead is too much for him. And so God provides. God provides for him. And uh, so God provides for him for the journey to give strength. And so he feeds him twice. 
And um, in, in that food was strength for the journey of 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the, the Mount uh, of God. And then notice um, in, the, in this passage in 1 Kings next, he, he comes to a cage, cave, not a cage. Um, he comes to a cave and he lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and, he, and said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Uh, so God knows that he needs to go um, in this direction and he goes in this direction. He comes to a cave. Um, he is there and God asks a question. Um, God is incredible. God knows the answer to this. He, God could have said, um, I know why you're here, Elijah, and uh, he he could have sounded um, uh, judgmental in the sense that God knew, he understood, he understood Elijah's condition, um, but he wants Elijah to actually understand his own condition. He wants Elijah to have this certain self-knowledge and self-reflection of his own condition because what God knows is Elijah does not have that. He doesn't understand reality. And Elijah says in verse 10, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And God says to him, go out and stand on the mountain of the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore the mountain and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And so um, there is this great demonstration of God's power, and God reminds Elijah that he is, um, that he is the conqueror, that he is going to, uh, that he's going to have the victory. And he gives Elijah a reorientation in this wilderness experience and in the display of the power of God. In verse 18, yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Um, And so it says that, so he departed from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in the front of him, and he was the 12th. So Elijah gets up and, and he continues his, his ministry, but here in this demonstration, what I didn't read for you in its entirety um, was this um, demonstration of God's power and God reminding Elijah that he is a jealous God, the Lord of hosts, that people in Israel, there are many that have not forsaken him. You see, Elijah did not have, um, at that point, very good self-knowledge. Um, a very good view of reality, and he needed this kind of physical rest and refreshment. He needed to reconnect with who God was. He needed to be reminded of the word of God, and, and that's what came to him. It was the word of the Lord that comes to him that reminds him of all the things that God has done. It reminded him of who he was, and it reminded Elijah that God was at work today. Now I want to speak to those of you that are at Northbridge and you are deep, whether you're knee deep in ministry or you are neck deep in ministry. Um, There are times in your ministry life where you're going to need to withdraw and reflect um, to 
reconnect with God. It's not simply a physical um, uh, refreshment, although here in this passage we see that Elijah was just plain physically and emotionally he was worn out. He needed time away. And, and God understood that. God understood that the journey was ahead was too much for him. And God, in his compassion, sustains Elijah. But we don't live by bread alone. It reminds us that the words of Jesus are true. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God, that um, it's not enough simply to be physically refreshed and renewed. We need to be spiritually refreshed and renewed and be reminded. And so do you as a ministry leader. Uh, Oftentimes you are on your knees, you're in prayer, you're working for those that you love and you're pulling for them. You want so much to see them grow and to grow spiritually. And sometimes that's happening. Um, Sometimes that's happening slowly. Um, Sometimes there isn't even a glimmer of that and you're so hopeful, um, but you are worn out in struggle. Uh, just remember that God is still working, that he is still God, uh, that he is still powerful, and take time to refresh. Um, You need this food for the journey. You need the word of God to continue in ministry. And I think the principle goes for all of us, not just those that are in ministry, Um, We desperately need to be connected to God and to his word. We need to be reminded of who he is and what our responsibilities are because of who he is and what he has done. Um, and so I was, I was just blessed, and I think we need to, to think about that. I was blessed on Sunday by Pastor Blossom's message. Um, I had the opportunity to go to CityGate Church and hear an incredible message on Psalm 127 preached by Pastor John Gilfillan. And I'm very thankful as well to our church for the time that they are allowing for myself and for Grace to have a way um, to do what Elijah did to be physically refreshed, but also to reconnect and to be spiritually renewed, Um, to step back from the day-to-day of ministry and to be able to to reposition our, our view on reality, to connect with God and say, God, what is next in this next season? I believe that God is preparing our church. I believe that God is still at work um, in in the United States of America, in the state of Michigan, in Southwest Michigan, um, in this um, place that God finds us, that God is at work, that he's working his purpose. And so it's going to be a time where we set aside uh, to reconnect with God and say, God, what is next? What would you have for us and our church? How do we continue to move ahead. Um, This has been a wonderful season um, in our lives, and we are excited um, for this next season in our lives as in a few weeks um, we just reconnect. We spend some time um, knowing that we have a compassionate God um, who's saying, arise and eat. The journey is too great for you, Um, who's going to show himself as he always has been faithful, faithful to his covenant, faithful to his word, able to sustain. He is our Savior, and He is our Lord.